You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 335. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 335. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. That makes me laugh every time. You gotta love it. Oh my gosh, you've you've really been upping your ante as the sidekick on this show. I'm trying. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be on top of the after hours because that's the one that I'm usually falling short on. Yeah, you really on on your progress report that Uh. we discuss your impact on the show. Oh, we're getting is that we're doing today? You're falling below (laughs) the standard. You're doing my annual report? Yeah, your annual uh-huh. review. Annual yeah. review. So those of you who don't know, we're in our little podcast studio and we we wait for our editor. She she likes to have just a blank section of airtime where we're not talking in case she needs it for various audio levels and things like that. Sure, so we're enthralled by this conversation. Yeah. So so Mr. Smith does like five, four. <laughs> <laughs> on his hand and then when he gets to one he like throws it over to me and it, <laughs> it just makes me laugh every every it's single throw back to the television world that's right well we've got an awesome topic today all about people pleasing and we are going to be doing a quiz <gasps> what that, pop, okay pop quiz for you i was not prepared for this. you were not no that's why it's a pop quiz damn you so okay so i don't have I am not prepared. You're <laughs> no, you mentioned that. No, Did I mentioned I'm not prepared. But you've um, been on the show for seven years. So I've been preparing for seven years. Is what you're telling me? So you, if you've been paying attention at all, <gasps> oh, this is what I'm talking about. This is why. This is why I'm angry. Is it? Is it getting it like just too much pressure? It's so much pressure, <laughs> and I'm I'm definitely feeling triggered. Do you feel personally attacked? I feel personally attacked, and. <laughs> Um, it's against quiz culture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We we do have to make light of it at some point because everything is – I mean, it's – yeah. We'll everybody's just, everybody's pissed about something. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Myself very much included. Yeah, me too. All right. So we're going to do a true or false people-pleasing edition where oh. I quiz Mr. Smith. And so you all need to play along wherever you are in your car or while you're making food or – wherever you happen to be, and just be safe if you're driving. But before we get into this very high-intensity pop quiz. Yeah, I feel like I should have a spotlight. and He's sweating yeah. a little bit. I or know. like the music from who wants, Jeopardy. To, who wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, I was thinking the one like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because it's like, da, 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 da. yeah, like yeah. It, it's really menacing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, how about, how about we give the mic to you for a minute? All right. We have a segment we like to do, and we like to call it... Would you rather? And today's would you rather is, <laughs> would you rather win $1 million gambling in Vegas 
or inherit a million dollars from a long lost relative. Okay. Uh... You're going to win a million dollars regardless. But would you rather be in a gambling casino party atmosphere or would you rather just get a check from someone in your – some relative that has passed? Well, okay. So I'm I'm just kind of weighing this out because my first thought was if it's via Vegas mm-hmm. and I won mm-hmm. – I, I know this could definitely be a slippery slope for you. I'm not sure about me. But I wouldn't want to get like, ooh, if I could do this, let me keep gambling. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, if I won a million dollars, I'd stop gambling. Really? I wouldn't continue. No, I'd be like, uh, yeah, that's it. But I'm that's not, sort of the it. nature of the addiction to gambling. I'm, is, not an, I'm not addicted, though. No, I know. But I'm just saying if you get to that point where you won a million dollars, I I would think you would have to have a decent amount of skin in the game. Let's take 1% of it and gamble that. How about that? Okay. So I have $100,000 to gamble. No. <laughs> See, this is where you and I totally differ. I'm like, no. Well, I'd probably you... gamble it if I wanted from a lost relative. <laughs> no. Maybe no. I would No, you wouldn't. You, I, I know what you would do. What would I you, do? You would be like, okay, we're going to travel, but you would get a new facility for your work. Ooh. And you would <laughs> stock up our retirement. Mm, those are so delicious. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> so sexy. Yes. But, okay. But then I wonder, okay, if it's a long lost relative, would I have to deal with any craziness from the rest of my family? You'd probably deal with that regardless. I was thinking about, I don't, I don't know. And then, well, I don't know. What would you pick? I would like to be in the Vegas atmosphere. Like, can you imagine? You win a million dollars. Everybody around is like, "Yeah!" But totally excited it would for you. Be so pu- you'd be so pumped. But I'd also be really nervous about somebody coming after me. Like coming after you. Like I would want an escort out to my car and to my. Oh, they don't give you a million dollars. That yeah, they're gonna write you a check or you know yeah something like yeah. that. But they don't just hand over a million dollars. No, I know it's not cash, but I just wouldn't. I would feel really unsafe. So I think I would actually go with the relative. Yeah. I would much rather it just come to me. No one, nothing to see here. <laughs> All right. I can. Well, what would you rather? That's what I'm saying. No, I... I'm talking about the pod people. Oh, 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 you've now flipped it to the audience. Uh-huh. Okay. What so... would you rather? Would you rather be in a party atmosphere and win a million dollars or just get it in the mail and go, oh, Uncle Bill, I totally forgot about that guy. <laughs> Maybe he's the one who brings the bag of crutes to to Christmas. That's what he gets for bringing the crutes. Yeah, your fucking salad and your bag of crutes. (laughs) That's not a holiday meal, Uncle Bill, with your millions of dollars. So, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with that. You can afford a little bit more, apparently. Yeah. You could buy an entire else. box of crutes. <laughs> not just, splurge on the box of crutes. Just, just, just splurge. Not your They're already bag stale. of salad. They're already stale. They're not going to go bad. <laughs> By nature, they're stale. By nature. Yeah. Yeah. They're dried and stale. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. Go, what would you rather? We want to hear from you, and we talk about this every week over in our After Hours community. After Hours. Yes. Yeah, and it's a Facebook group that we have, and on Mondays we discuss the Would You Rather, and everyone kind of gives their reasoning, and it's really creative sometimes. I love hearing people's reasoning about why they would choose, and I'm also wondering if anybody knows 
if there would be a tax discrepancy. I was curious about that too. Like, do you get taxed more for winnings or more for inheritance? Right. Yeah. That would make a difference. It's not considered a gift. Yeah. That would make a difference. So anyone out there who's an accountant or- I bet it's different state to state too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Who might be privy to that. You can you can definitely share that with us in after or hours. Or country to country. I know we have a lot of listeners outside of the U.S. That's true. Yeah. that's it. But this is a million U.S. So that also means for some of our peeps who are in like New Zealand, oh, yeah. the exchange rate It'd would be, be so much more for them, yeah. which would be great. But it would be the same for either option. Either option. Yeah. Same amount. Yeah. All right. So if you want to come hang out with us over in after hours... All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That redirects you right over to our little corner of Facebook. And I do additional trainings every single Thursday. And you can get lots of advice and support. And it's just a beautiful little corner of the internet. So we would love to have you. And I think that's everything. It's a cul-de-sac of the internet. It's a cul-de-sac? Yeah. Yeah, It's not a corner. Grab your your skateboard. (laughs) Grab your red rider. And your bag of crutes. And your bag of (laughs) crutes. And come on down to our cul de sac with your stale bread, your bago salad, <laughs> and not enough dressing. There's never enough, never enough dressing. dressing. What is never. that little pouch? Get out of what here. What is that little thing? Get out of here. I'm mad at you. Can't do anything with that. <laughs> That'll cover one croot max. <laughs> okay. Wow. One croot max. Okay. We are going to do. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are we going to finally get to some content? We're going to get oh, wow. to. We are going to get to the pop quiz that you are not prepared for. I am not prepared. You are not prepared. Okay. But I believe in you, Mr. Smith. Okay. So I need all the support of all of our listeners. I need you to send me good energy. Like do a Care Bear stare. Let me get it. Let me get in test mode. Because he's been feeling personally victimized. I need to just push that away. It's not my energy. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about people pleasing. Okay. And there are some that... We can discuss and there might be a little bit of some wiggle room, but based off of the content and the stuff that we talk about on this show all the time, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be just fine. Because I believe you have a pretty good streak for all of the- I do. I think I've missed one question in like three quizzes. Yeah, because we've done quite a few different yeah. ones, and we'll put uh, we'll put all of the links to the other ones in the show notes. I know we've done a communication edition one, and I think we've done- like a speaking up or vulnerability or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. So we'll we'll put all of the other quizzes in the show notes. All right, number one. Yeah. By pleasing everyone else and making sure they are taken care of at all costs, you are being noble and caring. Ah, uh, you're throwing me a softball first. Okay, no. That's false. Okay. You got to say true or false. That is how the game works. No. I know. I, I was getting to that. <laughs> you said no. I just had to emphatically say no first. <laughs> it's like when after hours when people say, oh, neither. You're like, that is uh-huh. not how That's you play. Not, would you rather? That is not a would you rather. That's a I'm going to make my own. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with you. Okay. You're right. It is false. Okay. So here's the thing. This is where it gets really sticky, I think, is when we have a core value around something like compassion or caregiving or philanthropy or generosity, when we really care about doing good in this world, it can cross a line very quickly to complete self-sacrifice. 
sure. where we only give to others and we're constantly putting them ahead of ourselves. That's very different than taking care of yourself and tending to your own wants and desires and needs and also finding the opportunities to be kind and yeah. compassionate and caring to other people. All my people in the service industry, I see you. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, we see that a lot with like nurses yeah. or oh, yeah. people who are in helping professions like yeah. both both of us where social services that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Where mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to adopt this idea of if I if I only have it this bad and these people have it so much worse, then I have to give to them. Right. Then I have to – like who am I to feel pain or who am I to be uncomfortable when all these people I'm working with are, are going through such severe things? And we don't – here's the deal, you guys. We do not get to compare our pain, period. Just because somebody has their arm cut off does not mean that a paper cut doesn't hurt. Yeah. Right. It means that there are varying degrees of pain, physical pain. And the same is true for emotional pain. Just because somebody else is going through something really intently does not mean that you need to equally suffer in order to be viable for self-care. Yes, I agree with that. All right. So true. So, no, that, oh, that, this one was. That that was that <laughs> Wait, you already answered. We're just doing a little debrief. Just. Gosh, I've got so much test anxiety right now. <laughs> I could do hypnosis for that, by the way. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Okay. I want you to visualize yourself taking this test. <laughs> just kidding. One, two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide awake. Okay. <laughs> just a little hypnosis jargon there for mm -hmm. you. Okay, number two. When speaking up for myself, it is possible to be both assertive and kind. I'm going to say... Hmm. True. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I had to uh, add some dramatic pause. <laughs> That's right. Because you are a thespian. That's right. That's right. When speaking up for myself, it is possible to be both assertive and kind. Absolutely. That's one of the things that we've talked about on this show ad nauseum, and it's the impetus behind the ebook that I have called Stand Up for Yourself Without Being a Dick. Don't be and a duck. <laughs> don't be a duck, which you can very easily. <laughs> you're going to take it. You're going to take that dick. You're going to take that dick. Huh? I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Fuck. <laughs> Get on my website. I love that clip. Oh, my gosh. So good. With my dick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. So, fuck. What was I even talking I don't about? Know. Oh, so stand up for yourself without being a dick. That's the whole oh, yeah, the idea e that people have that if I am assertive, then I am being bitchy. Then I'm trying to hurt people. Then I'm inflicting pain. Instead of, and I do think this is kind of disproportionate to women, that there's this notion of, I have to be man-like or overtly masculine to get ahead and I can't have – and I I really don't really like the terms masculine and feminine. I really think we should use something that's non-gendered, like strong and soft. I think we all have strong and soft characteristics. I'm going to say that masculine and feminine are not male and female. Yeah. Masculine and feminine are energies. Exactly. So we can use those words. Because I, right. you can say I have masculine quality and I have feminine quality. 
It's sure. not like saying I'm a man and a woman or, you know, the struggle like is real gender with gender. Yeah. What I'm saying is masculine energy. Hard is a masculine energy. Right. Soft is a feminine energy. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be male or female. But the problem is, is that it is in our society. Well, that's what so, I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Right. right. Like strong can be a feminine or a masculine quality, depending on how you look at it. Right. I No, I agree with you. And we don't need to, like, go crazy on this whole thing. But I I feel like in our society, we deem certain things masculine and certain things feminine in a gendered way. We're not talking about sure, it sure. sort of from, like, a like a Chinese origin, yin and yang style. Sure. We're, there, That's where the masculine and feminine came from, is right. from that yin and yang Polarity. Uh, polarity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I get that. I just don't. I think it's the slippery slope is where we hear things like, well, that's not very ladylike. And I'm like, right. what the fuck do you mean by that? You know, and if you, you said that's not very feminine. Well, we hear that all the time, too. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're not a woman. Right. Right. It it, it could mean anything. Yeah. So anyway, we're going on and on about this. Yeah, yeah. But- I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about the duality of life. Yeah, okay? are you? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> so it is possible to be both assertive and kind. And those are two qualities that I would think most people think of them as as oppositional. Yeah. But they, they can absolutely coincide with one another. Absolutely. And so what I mean by that is, you know, in my own personal experience, I've shared with my mom that I don't subscribe to the religion that I was raised with. Sure. And I've mm-hmm. done that with the most kind, compassionate delivery. I believe that you can ask your adult children to move out of your house with the utmost kindness, grace, compassion, and be very affirmative. Like this is this is the date we're going to need you to be out, you know. I think you can ask for a divorce in the kindest way possible too. Absolutely. So I think it's partly dismantling this idea that if you are assertive or if you are speaking up for yourself, that that also equals other characteristics that are strong, like gruffness or biting or something like that. You can have both of those, that duality that you're so passionate about. I am. am. (laughs) You can have both of those in one tough conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing well, baby. Okay, two for two. Number three, if someone asks something of you, like a favor, it's best if you immediately respond or answer. No, false. How come? Because you are allowed to take time to get a, give an answer. Uh, if they want an answer right away, then the answer is no. Great. That's fantastic. Right? So you're absolutely right. And this is something that we talk about a lot, a lot, a lot in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my signature program. And it's the, currently the only way to work with me. I have these scenarios all the time with my students where they say, oh my gosh, my sister-in-law asked me this or wants me to do this for a holiday and I don't want to. How do I respond? Like, what do I do? And a lot of times it's what I like to call declaring the do-over where you've already said yes. And we'll link to, I've definitely done shows in the past about saying no without feeling guilty and things like that. Sure. But a lot of times we have to circle back and say, you know what? I think I preemptively said yes a little too quickly. Yep. And that's definitely something that you are capable of doing. For me, sort of the guidepost is, is it a situation where I can immediately rectify the situation and they they aren't being left up a creek? 
For example, I pulled out of a theater performance that I was going to do, and we hadn't even started rehearsals yet. So it was very easy for them to replace me. Find another person, yeah. Find another person. Now, if it was like two weeks to show. To recast. To be recast, yes. <laughs> to If we were two weeks from show or we had been really involved in in the rehearsal process, that would be a dick move for me to just – um, I need to take care of myself and I need to remove my, you know. Sure, sure. I, so at I, the expense of others. Right. Yeah. I think it, it's not as much about it being an expense. It's about you following through on your word uh, and being okay. a person of integrity. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that you don't have to. This is one of those ones that's sort of like a sliding scale. You can respond immediately if you feel comfortable. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. your immediate response is to just say yes, no matter what, or to say the, the totally girl, right, from California, totally, I'll absolutely do that for you without really thinking it through or you're doing it just for approval or not to, quote, let somebody down, and you're not really taking into consideration the impact on you and your life and how that might affect your downtime or your connection with your partner or with your children or things like that, you're just thinking of how can I make this person happy, then yeah, we need to pause and not just say something right away. Yeah. My favorite thing to say is to respond with a question. How soon do you need to know? That's good. How soon do you need to know? How soon do you need to know? And that way you can kind of buy yourself some time, take a look at your calendar, and then think about your thoughtful response, which is usually something like I would I, – I tend to be really honest about what's going on in my life and being vulnerable. And I'll say something like, you know what, I would absolutely love to come through for you. I'll be really honest. I don't feel like I can put one more thing on my plate without exploding. And I would hate to let you down or have to pull out last minute. So I'm going to politely decline. Now, to your point, if they say – if they, if you say, how soon do you need an answer? And they say, uh, right now, I'm really in a pinch. Unfortunately, if you need an answer right now, I'm going to have to politely decline. That was much better said. Yeah. You know, but you're like, no. <laughs> 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 then it's going to be a no. It's, it's a, gonna no be a no for me. It's a no for me. <laughs> so th- you're right. That is false. If someone asks something of you, it's it's usually – this is, again, a sliding one. It's usually a better idea to buy yourself a little bit of time. Yeah. All right. Number four. Constant. What am I? What am I three for three? Y- yes, yeah? you are. Okay, okay. Okay. Considering we're on number four. <laughs> <laughs> mustard. Mustard is made from mustard, mustard seeds. seeds. Mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. If people get those references, that's amazing. Right. All right. Number four, constantly putting everyone in front of yourself sends a subconscious message to your brain that everyone else matters more than you. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Four for four. Yeah. That's Th- how I do. This is another Anxiety's thing. Anxiety's gone. I'm, 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 in, I'm in. Oh, it you're in it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeling the flow. I'm feeling the flow. Okay. Yeah. This is something that we talk about quite a bit in Deep Down and Dirty. And by the way, if you are interested in what that's all about and you would really love to get rid of all of this investment in what other people think and chronic self-doubt and this perpetual people-pleasing and perfectionism and all of that, please, please, please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 
workshop and I have a free masterclass for you that chronicles what I do in Deep Down and Dirty. So okay. when you go to that workshop and you view it, it's very easy to tell like, oh, I see why other programs haven't worked for me or, oh, I see why positive affirmations don't work and, oh, I see why I'm caring so much about what other people think. And it it talks a lot about – and when I share in that in that masterclass is the idea behind the subconscious and the conscious mind and how we can intellectually know that we are worthy or that we're enough – but we don't do things like we are and we don't really fully believe it. And that's uh-huh. called cognitive dissonance. So anyway, I think you'll get a lot out of it. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And at the very end, if you're going, oh, my gosh, this is me. I really think deep down and dirty might be a good solution for me. I have got to change some of these patterns. Then you will see an opportunity to book a completely complimentary session with one of my strategy coaches. And that gives you the opportunity to look at the exact issues that you've been up against and see if Deep Down and Dirty would be a perfect solution for you. Nice. So, yeah, check that out in the show notes. But, yeah, this is something that we talk about quite a bit is it's that repetition of – Oh, I mean, it's the compound effect. It's very, very simple to understand. If you over and over and over again silence yourself because you're afraid of hurting someone's feelings or you are nervous that you might feel differently than them or you think you're going to let them down or whatever it, the narrative is in your mind, if you constantly – even if you justify it. Like I hear a lot of people say, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to open up a can of worms. I don't want to <laughs> – you know, all the idioms. Even if you lean on that, you're sending a message to yourself over and over and over and over again that that person matters more than you. Right. And that then becomes something that you live into. That then becomes, I'm not good enough for this promotion. Or that then becomes, oh, no wonder they broke up with me. I'm not lovable or I'm damaged. It starts to create this ripple effect in all the areas of your life. Absolutely. That was one of those light bulb moments for me when you started educating me on that. Because I always just thought, oh, well, I I don't want to rock the boat with them. Or, you know, you kind of put your needs behind theirs. Right. And I was realizing once you started saying that, I'm like, yeah, why are their needs more important than mine in this situation? Exactly. It it totally makes sense. It was one of those just like, oh, (laughs) you know. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. There, There are situations I think that we also don't have to get involved in a full-blown conversation just to speak our truth. An example that I've given in the past is one time when I was doing theater, there was a guy who showed me a meme that he thought was really hilarious, and it was a very disparaging image of a mentally and physically disabled child. To me, that doesn't constitute hilarity or comedy in any form. Sure. So I, in that moment, I could have very easily just been like, ha, 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 and walk away. That would be the cowardly thing to do. But I operate under this idea of do not allow my silence to make me a liar. Huh, yeah. And in that situation, I went, if I just laugh this off, sweep it under the rug, another idiom, then I am feigning uh, that I'm compliant or complicit with this. And that I'm okay with that. And I don't want that. I don't want my silence to make me a liar. So in those situations, in that particular one, I said, hey, 
I get it that you think it's funny. I don't. I'd appreciate it if you didn't show me that kind of stuff. All right. See you later. See you in the, but, but, you know, whatever. And that's, that's the thing is we don't have to, quote, open up the whole fucking can of worms. Right. We just have to say, hey, I don't, I don't agree. So I'm going to puncture the top. Just puncture the top a little bit. <laughs> puncture the top of the can of worms. Just like, we'll get one worm sliding on out. <laughs> that's gross. That's like, hey, hey, I don't agree. Right. But what I like about that is it gives the other person the opportunity to either think it through and go, oh, maybe this isn't something I should do or not. Right. Right. But it's on them. Right. You've said your piece and said, this isn't funny to me. I don't think it's appropriate. Moving on. Yes. They can think about it as they want. Exactly. Right. And there, I actually was just talking about this on a podcast that I was being interviewed on. And the host said, okay, well, what do you think then about the myriad of ridiculously offensive things that we see online? And and I said, oh, to me, the whole concept of don't let your silence make you a liar for me is about in my real world, in in person for the most part. Or if somebody comments on my posts or something okay. like that, like it's yeah. it, then I have a responsibility to show up in a powerful way. That's interesting. But I'm not going to fucking pick fights with random strangers on the Internet. Yeah, it's futile. Hard. And I also personally don't feel like that's how we create change. I feel like how we actually create change is coming from behind our computers and engaging with people that we don't always agree with, you know, talking to, to your neighbor about stuff or connecting with family members at a party or things like that. To me, that's where change is going to be Absolutely. really felt. I agree. So use that sort of as a barometer if you're thinking, yeah, but what about internet? No, don't worry about that unless it's somebody directly responding to you or saying something to you about your particular post. Other than that, let people scream at themselves all damn day. It's like, energy. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. But in real life, don't let it slide. You know, because, again, that's one of those things that can be as simple as saying, you know what? I don't really agree, but we certainly don't have to get into it. Yeah. It can be that that's, simple. Yeah, that's great. All right. Number five, if you sense that you are letting someone down, the emotion that you are feeling is guilt. True. If you wait, let me think. Repeat the question. Uh Oh, uh oh. If you sense that you are letting someone down. The emotion you are feeling is guilt. I would have said true. I would have said I'm going to go with it. Even though I, th I think the way you're looking at me <laughs> is wrong, I, th I would have answered true. Okay. So this, you're, this is false, actually. Okay. It is guilt only if you have done something wrong. So I get a half point. According to you. <laughs> sure, babe. <laughs> I'll throw you some chump change. Okay. Oh, thanks. A little, thanks. a little half point here. I, I appreciate that. Catch it. Yeah. Oh, it's right yeah. there. You no, got I'm it. Just I'm just gonna hit it I'm on your forehead. Your <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the deal with guilt. Guilt is designed to reroute poor behavior. It's designed to show up for you to say, "Hey, Mr. Smith, that was a dick move. You probably shouldn't have done that. Here's this emotion to tell you that. Go clean up your mess." Yeah. However. A lot of times when we say things like, I feel guilty or I feel bad, it is a complete misnomer because we have not done anything wrong according to ourselves. I see. So what we are usually feeling is a different emotion. Something Which is what? Something usually like compassion, concern, 
empathy, feeling straight up uncomfortable. So the issue is not that you're you're not feeling uncomfortable. You're definitely feeling uncomfortable. But guilt presumes that you've done something wrong. Gotcha. And sometimes you have, right? Sometimes you like if you slap somebody on the face, then you should feel guilt. You've done something wrong according to yourself, right? right. But like for example, I feel very uncomfortable when I have conversations with my mom where she wants to inflict guilt on me for <laughs> not believing in the same religion that she does, right? So when she says things like, that just breaks my heart, you know, and I can't believe the, you know, the way you were raised or blah, 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 in those moments, I feel extreme discomfort. But guilt would be the wrong word because I'm not doing anything wrong according to Amy. Right. I'm doing something wrong according to my mom. Right. So it's a perceived on her end. Right. right. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's why we can't have guilt be if that person's upset with me, then I should feel. It's, gotcha. it's like the same thing of feeling guilty coming out of the closet to your parents. It's like, no, no, no. I feel wildly uncomfortable. I feel compassion. I feel concern for them. But guilt would imply that I'm doing something wrong according to me, and I don't believe that. Okay. Uh, all right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So it really is about the term guilt and how we use it in our society. Mm. We And basically what we're doing when we say I feel guilty is I am responsible for how that person feels. Mm-hmm. I need to control how that person feels. Gotcha. And we can't. That makes sense. Makes sense? Okay. All right. So there's that half a point that you let fall on the floor. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. 4.5 out of 5. Now, the the one caveat to that would be if you did do something that you felt. Oh, see, in this question, I did. So I get a full point. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> wow. That I'm competitive. What do you want? That is a loophole. Yeah. So if you did do something that is unbefitting of you according to you then yeah you need to go clean up your mess yeah i've done that in the past where i didn't like how i spoke about someone or i didn't like how i showed up and i went and cleaned up my mess even though they didn't give a shit at all the yeah. other part and i just said i that was unbefitting of me i felt guilty because amy said that's not okay yeah and i think the way kind of Brene brown describes it is shame is i am wrong guilt is i did something wrong okay that kind of idea. Okay, number six. Okay. If speaking your truth will cause someone pain, it's best to just keep quiet and not rock the boat. False. Very good. Yeah, back on track. Back on track. <clears throat> well, and this is really similar to what I was talking about with like the coming out of the closet. Because I think a lot yep. of people can understand that we wouldn't say to somebody like that, no, stay in the closet because that's going to hurt, hurt your family. Right. Yeah. Yes. Don't live your truth because the other people are going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. So here's the difference that you need to look at is what is your intention in your speaking up? If it's your intention to cause pain, then, yeah, you're be you're actually being malicious. But if your intention, like in that scenario, is to live authentically to be open, to love who you are, to be honest with the people in your life, then your intention is completely clean. 
Now, that doesn't mean that pain isn't going to be a byproduct. But what it does mean is you are not the inflictor of that pain because that person, let's say it's these parents who don't want their child to be LGBTQ+, they are equally as responsible for their mental framework that right. that would have you be wrong. Yeah. Right? So what we do when we try to cater to everybody else is we we go I need to fit into your paradigm. Yeah, cuz you're not you're quote unquote not normal, right? Right. Right. So that's an extreme situation, but similar to like let's say you're going through a divorce like or a, a breakup and you don't want to be in the relationship anymore and you know that a byproduct of that is that person is going to experience pain. That does not mean that you are the inflictor of the pain. Your intention is to create a life where you're living authentically, where you're not lying in this relationship, where you're being honest, where you're being as kind and compassionate as possible, that you don't want them to experience pain, but it's a byproduct. So you have to look at what is my intention in these moments. And then we also have to have the other person have a responsibility as well. For whatever their perspective is, their peace in the matter, all of that. Yeah, that's communication. That's right. And so if there is pain involved, like either one of those scenarios, it doesn't mean it's easy. Okay? It does not mean it's easy at all. I've had those that exact conversation with my mom about not believing in the faith that I was raised with. You know, I mentioned that a couple times today. And I knew that that would be so painful for her to hear. And at the same time, I knew my intention was not to hurt. My right. intention was to stand in my own honesty and my own spirituality. All right. Okay. Good for you, baby. Thank you. Number seven, people pleasers are liars. Yeah, that's going to be true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't think, I think a lot of times when we think about lying, we think of really vindictive or malicious, ill-intended people. I don't think people pleasers are that. I don't think they're ill-intended and trying to hurt people. I think that they've chosen lying and being inauthentic or kind of escaping the truth a little bit in order to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. I think it's very much a defense mechanism. Sure. It's here's how I can get away with life and not have people hounding me about things or this has made my life easier to just acquiesce and make sure everyone else is okay. Make them happy and they'll stay away from me or they'll, you know, let me off the hook or whatever. Exactly. I can fly under the radar or this is how I've always kept relationships. This is what was modeled for me by my Mm -hmm. parents or my mother or father or whoever. So I think that when we look at it, though, really starkly and crystal clear of what you are doing when you are not being honest about where you're at in your life, period, you are lying. So (laughs) we have to look at if I value, and this is another thing we spend about a week on in Deep Down and Dirty, is our, our core values. And almost everyone has a value around authenticity, honesty, or integrity. Sure. Yeah. And you cannot claim that you value honesty and integrity if you're willing to lie to your friend who wants you to come out and you say, oh, I can't, I'm feeling sick. And you're fucking lying. Because <laughs> God forbid you, quote, let them down and then you feel that false sense of guilt. Right? You didn't do anything wrong. 
right? <laughs> so that's how it kind of all comes full circle. So if you are out there and you would on your fucking Tinder profile or your online dating, pro- probably not Tinder, but on your <laughs> online dating profile, you would say, I want somebody honest and authentic and living their truth and blah, blah, blah. Then you need to not fucking lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like get the ball rolling on the on your side. Right. If yeah. somebody wants you to come out to something you don't want to go to or an obligation or wants you to do something, say what's true for you. Now, you don't have to be an ass about it, but you can say something like, you know what? I'm not able to be there or I wish I could come through for you or thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not going to be able to make it. That's it. You don't have to make up a lie. You don't have to over explain. Thank you. Bye. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Final one. Putting yourself first is selfish that's a trick question in your world or in the in the self-help world that that would be true okay repeat the question putting yourself first is selfish it's going to be false because selfish is taking care of oneself and we misrepresent it by saying that it means that you're doing it at the expense of other people Right. I'm like beaming with pride over here. <laughs> who needs kids when you've got a Mr. Smith who can recite amazing personal development? <laughs> who needs kids? Well, I'm just saying I You're felt- you have your kids recite personal development? No, no, I'm just saying I was feeling like a maternal pride for you. Oh, I see. That you got it right. <laughs> That's no, funny. To each their own, you know, to each their own. Yeah, for sure. So putting yourself first is selfish. It is mm. a trick question. Yeah. Uh, I did have false down. But it absolutely is a trick question because it's how we perceive the word selfish. Because yes. I've done a podcast before on why selfish is the new black. And it's this <laughs> idea that we need to be more selfish, but it's more through the moniker of self-care. Yes. Yeah. Of I matter, of I'm important. And that could be construed as selfish, like the actual term of or relating to self. But – in our society, it is a negative connotation. It is selfish is a bad thing. Right. So putting yourself first is a bad thing? No, absolutely not. So you get you get your extra point back. Your extra, extra point half back? point. I'm gonna right. hit you in the forehead. Yeah. Boom. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm made for eight. Yes. You you totally <laughs> redeemed yourself. With bonus points. You go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> oh, Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I just so, imagine somebody saying he's, you know, he's selfish. <laughs> 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 know. Who did who did a comedy bit about that? Like they're Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's they're, the only religion that you can be partially in and partially out. Yeah, yeah. Who, we saw who was the, that? It, it was like they married into a Jewish family. Oh, it was uh, Seth Meyers. Seth Myers, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he married into a Jewish family, and he was like, I guess I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, <laughs> yeah. same principle. So all of us out there, we can be self-ish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, well, a round of applause for you. Great job, ba- baby doll. Super proud of you. How did you guys do? Let us know. Yeah, we would love to hear from you, and we post about it on Mondays over in the After Hours community, so be sure to come check it out and hang out. And again, if this stuff is a huge concern for you and and you've had a really, really hard time in your life being the perpetual doormat, making sure everyone else is taken care of, even if by all accounts everyone else would think you totally have your shit together, but inside you're 
crippled with self-doubt and perfectionism and the need to control everything, please, please, please check out that workshop. I think it would be quite insightful for you. Again, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop or whatever platform you're on, you should be able to just swipe up and take a look at the show notes. There should be a link for you in there as well. Awesome. Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix, baby doll? Uh, No, I don't think so. All right. All right, pod peeps, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out. <laughs>